You know what your problem is? It don't work out. Cause exercise. Look at me. That's all muscle. Oh, you fat. I'm muscle. Oh, don't look at my little Bill. He's a little Hercules. Show me muscle again. Oh, Hercules, 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 Hercules. Your metabolism starts to speed up. Get anything you want. Go on. Knock yourself out. Kids these days have it. You know what? I'm not even going to say they have it easy because there's a whole new level of things that they go through that we didn't have to go through. But I know it comes with its own set of struggles and dangers, especially in the Internet age where it's so much information, both good and bad and access to our children at such an early age, you know, but as that pertains to me, it is just, I grew up, I grew up the fat kid, you know, and that comes with its own, you know, battles and struggles, both internally and externally. And it's dope with the whole body positive wave and movement and, you know, fat boys of this new era just being proud of being fat, like big disgusting bellies hanging out, you know, man titties swinging and just shirt off and making videos and coming out, you know what I'm saying? Rick Ross, uh, you know, well, the old Rick Ross, <laughs> but, you know, just, you know, everybody all of a sudden love them a fat boy and love rubbing on their belly, but it's like the seven, eight, nine, even 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 year old me was like, we could look at people of today and be like, that's some fucking bullshit. You would have thought you were just born cursed if you were fat as a kid and you know and you're you were fat as an adult it wasn't no oh, i'm proud to be this way it was always something that you thought was wrong with you or you know like what the fuck like i was born this way or i can't help that i'm hungry <laughs> you know what i'm saying but you have to dive a little bit deeper into that see on the mental state it's like i was a prisoner of my own insecurities in my childhood. Like, you know, grandma take you shopping. We go into JCPenney's and stuff. And the only section that I could shop in was the Husky section. I used to hate going to that section. Like, my brother goes to the regular kids section and get the regular size kids clothes. But it's like, I can't quite fit the, the regular kids clothes. And then the Adult clothes, of course, are way too big and way too long. So here's the special little fat kid section right here. Like, damn. And then things like I had a pool growing up. I used to love swimming. I used to love like just, you know, I swim like a fish. Like I love being in the water. Still to this day, I love swimming. I love going out. But like I said, as you get older and as you start going to school and you start getting picked on and, you know, fat boy this and, you know, all the little bullshit names or whatever, blah, 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 right? Then I find myself being embarrassed and not even wanting to swim with my shirt off in my own pool in my own backyard. Just remembering that shit like, damn. Because I'm tired of my thighs rubbing together. And it also used to hit me when... Okay, I'm, 
you know, you Pop Warner football age. And, of course, you had to get weighed in. You have to, you know, see which weight class, which, which, what everything like this. So I weigh in. I completely outweigh all of the kids in the same grade and the next grade level above me. So they talking about I'm in the second and third grade uh, age range, but my weight class, I would have to be playing with fourth and fifth graders. And then, of course, you know, protective mom was like, oh, no, 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 no. I can't have my baby out there with them kids. Like, they're going to end up hurting them. And it's like, in that moment, in that time, you know, you don't understand what's going on. You just know that you're too fat to play with your friends and you're too fat to, you know, do this and that or whatever. But sometimes it's like, again, I wish that it was a man around. It was somebody around who could have said, he'll be all right. We'll coach him up. He'll toughen him up. Hell, they might have to be worried about him because he's of such size and stature at a young age. I would have fucked around and been a beast. Who knows? But I had my mom taking care of me and had my mom making these decisions for me. And she was on the nurturing side instead of the help groom me and strengthen me and push me towards something. Because if if it was too much for me, let me find out. Let the coaches find out. Let somebody else find out, not just, oh, he's fat and he's fragile. And I don't want to I don't want him to get hurt. You're just a fat kid. <laughs> Sorry about that, fatty, fat, fatty. Hey, Tom, he's just a fat kid. Aren't you fatty? He's just a big old fat kid. So I couldn't play football, but basketball helped a little bit. Like, you know, would run up and down the court. You know, I was I was stupid, dumb, nice with the free throws. You feel me? Like my, my crossover was sorry as hell <laughs> in elementary school. And in middle school, I was a beast with it, though. But just being more physically active and actually just doing something that I like to do. That's why I still credit, you know, the homies that I grew up with and us just like we played every sport under the sun. Like we used to play football basketball baseball soccer we used to have home run derbies with tennis balls and we would just say okay that that power line like probably like two or three you know however far away it was like you got to hit it over that power line and it'll count like we were creative as shit or whatever and that's when i really got into just being physically active and physically just i, I had to move around every single day like just knowing that this is what you know, this is what I like to do because I, I said growing up, you know, growing up, Mom Dukes was, was she was she had to work and she worked a lot, two and three jobs at one time. And she was gone the majority of the days and the weekdays. And then my grandma was in the house with us, but she can't really, you know, keep up with rambunctious little kids. So me wanting to get more active and be around you know, sports and do things. It was like all I could do was soak up as much game and as much knowledge as I could and just be the best person and the best player I could be in my street sports with the homies. So that's where I was introduced to it. And it's like I fell in love and took to it instantly. And I was good at it. And like I was I was still big, but I was quick. I was fast. I was 
know what I'm saying? I used to emulate like uh, Jerome Bettis and Emmitt Smith were my two favorite running backs growing up. And I was like, I'm going to be a running back. Like That's what I want to do. You feel me? Like, that's what I used to do. And I used to like watching track and field. And Michael Johnson was my favorite track star. And it was like, I used to push myself and push myself. And I was like, I was fat. Like, I like to say, I'm the fat kid. You feel me? I got the little stomach jiggling or whatever. But I'm neck and neck with my homies who's little string bean bird chest niggas like and i'm right there with them and sometimes some days and eventually as i got older and stronger i'm beating these dudes like and and i still got stature and i still got size and this is when i was just like I want to do more. I want to be more. I want to play for teams. I want to do different things. But it's like, you know how hard that is? Again, like I said, I'm just, I've always felt like, and I've always been in a space where it's like, I don't want to bother my mom because I see and I know that she has so much going on. And, you know, and then I have my grandmother who's old and she's, no, she's diabetic and it's, it's like I don't want to do anything to like worry her or, or just, you know, ask for things that I would just assume that, you know, they couldn't help me and they didn't understand. I didn't have any men around, you know, to kind of nurture and feed into this natural athlete that I am. Like there are no athletic men in my family. I, I don't hear high school stories of, yeah, man, you know, we went to state and, you know, I broke this record or. You know, I scored four touchdowns that night. Like, I I just, I grew up around a bunch of bookworms. I mean, straight up and down. I'm sorry, but I mean, facts is facts. Like, so I am like a natural athlete. I love being outside. I love being active. I'm starting to come into my own. You know, my body's changing. I'm growing or whatever. But I just didn't know what to do. I just, you know, and... Like I said, all I know and, and the things that I that, you know, were around me was good home cooking <laughs> and just that nerd like I it was in a loving, mothering environment. I didn't have that man's man or that man energy around me to feed that that athlete that always wanted to break out and break loose and could have done some amazing things on the field, on the court, on the track. You know, so but I know it was a turning point. It was a change in me. Like I said, I'm in, I'm I'm hitting puberty now. I'm like twelve, maybe thirteen. It was yeah, I was twelve, thirteen or whatever. And I remember going away for the summer. And this summer, like I don't know, it was just I just reached some type of peak or just I know I had a growth spurt. And I had dropped and I didn't even really notice it. Me, myself, like I said, I still look in the mirror and it was always that tearing myself down. It's like ever since I got picked on at like seven and eight years old, I just always see in the mirror that fat kid, that kid that's like ashamed, scared to take his shirt off, just, you know, just tearing myself down. It wasn't no self-love then. It was all self-hate. And just wishing I looked like this or that person. And then 
But I had gone off for the summer. Like I said, I'm working. I'm working in the yard with my granddaddy. I'm cutting like five and six uh, houses uh, Friday through Tuesday or whatever. Like we cut grass. So I cut grass with him. I'm picking up heavy ass uh, farming equipment or whatever because he had his own. We had our own garden in the backyard. Um, we had uh, we had this like swing set that he bought for us when we was kids. And it was like hella tall. It was like a swing set that he just got from a park that was being demolished or whatever. And he put it in the backyard. And I just always remember that swing set being in the backyard. And I was like, I'm, I'm getting kind of taller. So I would like jump up and see if I could touch it. And then when I could, I was like, now I can see if I could jump up and hang. And then once, once I could hang from it, I was like, I was like, I wonder, can I do a pull up? I've never been able to do a pull up in my life. So I would like run, jump catch it and then of course the momentum would help me pull myself up but i would do stuff like that just doing little things that were actually beneficial for me i'm being physically active i'm strengthening myself and not even realizing it or whatever but summer comes to an end heading back to california going back to school like i said this is the glorious eighth grade year and I'm talking about everybody. I was like, I think I'm the leper. I think I'm still the fat kid who doesn't want to bring too much attention to himself. I'm quiet. I keep to myself. I don't want to make too much noise or bring too much attention to me because I don't want to, you know, I want to have to fuck nobody up for, you know, like I said, I'm not the, even though I'm insecure and I feel a certain type of way about my weight, I remember one day it was like maybe the sixth grade because you know you get you know the the, the jokes and the harshness of the, uh, of the shit like that gets a little bit more harsh but i remember one day i came home my grandma saw it on my face and that she was like what's wrong with you of course i ain't want to tell her i ain't want to you know come home and shit like but I, my whole mood had changed and she was like what's wrong and of course i told my granny i love my granny and I was just like, you know, they've been picking on me and, you know, you know, they calling me fat, calling me names and all this other shit or whatever. And she was like, don't, you know, you know, grandma, grandma always know what to say to make you feel better. But then she put game in my ear and had me realize, like, you know what, like you ain't nothing to fuck with. She's like, look at you like you are beautiful. You are wonderful. You are Everything that you were made to be is like is special. I'm talking about she's soaking. You like I'm I'm eating it all up. Like she is like encouraging the shit out of me or whatever. But she was like, I want you to do something. She was like, you see your hand, give me your hand. And she put my hand inside of her hand. And she's like, look at you. How old are you? However old I was in the sixth grade. She's like, look, your hand is almost as big as my hand, and I'm an old lady. And she was like, no, well, now I want you to ball your fist up. You see how strong and how solid your fist is? And she was like, look, so the next time somebody says something to you and they make you sad and they make you feel like you want to be down and you want to, you know, you feeling down on yourself. She was like, take this hand, this big, beautiful hand, and I want you to ball it up in this fist. And I want you to hold it up and knock their ass in the mouth. Like, cause don't nobody need to be talking about you and making you feel bad. And they just mad. And they, you know, and, and, and she like, she just really showed me like 
she she was empowering me and she was like don't let these don't let these motherfuckers out here think that just they can talk about you and shit is sweet like you know you'll eventually learn how to clap back at them with your words too but it's like but the quickest way to shut their ass up is to pop them in the mouth like look at that hand look at your big old hand take that hand and hit their ass in the mouth <laughs> and i'll never forget that conversation man i still like hear that to this day. And but eighth grade here, eighth grade's here now. I'm like top of the food chain when it comes to, you know, the little, you know, his kids under me, my brothers at the school now, whatever. It's like, you know, we king of the castle. And I looking back on it now, I think like I I shed all of that baby, like all of the little baby fat, the stomach was gone. I had defined muscles in my shoulders and I had I had quads for the first time. My calf muscles would be like I say, I was working in gardens and and cutting grass, not with you know, we had a riding lawnmower, but I'm pushing lawnmower. So it was like I was put I was getting myself in shape all these summers of my life. And then I came back like like solid, like A1. Like it was like it's like I feel like I was like how Zion Williamson kind of just transformed and he's just this beast of an athlete and he's just this natural, like the second coming of LeBron or whatever. It's like that's kind of the transformation that I went through. It's like he was little, little chunky athletic kid and then out of nowhere, it's like, damn, like, look at you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I had a girlfriend, my little eighth grade girlfriend or whatever, but other girls are starting to talk to me and slide me notes and, you know, batting their eyes at me and paying attention to me and shit and calling my name and want me to help them with this. And I'm like, yo, like, of course, like I say, man, this shit is all brand new to me. I'm like, hold up. Like, what? Like, you talking to me? Like, nah, like, I'm, I'm Steve. I'm, I'm not the... You know, I'm not the one girls like. Like, I'm just, I'm just the homie, and I'm just the, you know, the cool fat friend or whatever. Like, you don't like me, not for real. No, like, I'm the teddy bear. <laughs> I'm not the one that, you know, that's the, you know, center of attention and, and the form of attraction or whatever. But then eventually, like you say, sometimes that shit goes to your head, and you like, you feel good about yourself because I never like saw myself as that like until like even my mom was shocked and surprised she was like oh my god like are those abs (laughs) like she looked at me one day and she was like you know how your parents look at you and then they look at you differently like oh my god what happened to my baby boy like who are you who is this little man and she was like look at your muscles and she went and she was like what is this she rubbed my stomach and i had like a little little four pack coming in i was like damn like you know i i I personally never saw any of that like like i said every time i looked in the mirror and sometimes i would just avoid the mirror and i just be you know i get dressed and whatever and i just didn't know what i had become or what i was turning you know was growing into or what i had turned into or what i had become so it's like hmm damn so this is how you regular normal size people feel or whatever like is this the attention you know what i'm saying so it felt good but 
as my story seems to have a common, you know, that common fork in the road era is where, like, once I felt like I was at the, on top of the world and I felt like, damn, like, I feel good. Like, I'm playing sports more and I got, like, coaches and people paying attention to me and they noticing my my athletic abilities and everything like that and people telling me to come to their high school and I can eventually play college ball and, you know, the whole spiel. And then I moved. And then when I moved, I sunk into a depression. Once I sunk into a depression, hey, the kitchen, snacks, burgers, fries, Krispy Kreme donuts, you know, being down south, you know, first time I had a ghetto burger, like food became my only friend. Food became the thing that would temporarily make me feel better. And we we know what road that leads down to. And then it's like that, that little, that little fast, solid, quick, athletic person was no more. Like I, I completely killed him. Like he was gone. He was done for and I knew it was it was bad when, like, for lunch, I remember my freshman year, like, because I went to the same high school my mom taught at. And all I did was eat, like, four cookies and drink a sugary-ass drink. And I ate that. That was my lunch for months. And then, of course, I would go home. She would cook dinner. I wasn't active. I wasn't doing anything. I was just in my room, laying down, staring at the ceiling, staring at the wall, just in a just a bad place, man. And you know, just because I'm someplace mentally, physically, I'm I'm gaining more and more weight, gaining more and more weight, gaining more and more weight. So now I'm taller and way wider. And that kind of just continued. And then, of course, like my weight would fluctuate because we would have a membership at the Y and I would be like, I kind of get my mojo back, but then fall off and then get a little bit more active and fall off. And I remember when it's my junior year and I was like, man, fuck this shit. Like this year I'm going to play ball. Like I can't go through my entire high school years and not try to get on the field. Like, so like I said, last time I played sports, I was a running back. And a full, like I know how to play running back, and I could be a lead block, and I can play fullback as well. It's a shame that position is damn near extinct. <laughs> but I go out, and now I'm like very, very, very overweight. And for running back, he look at me like I'm retarded if I said that, and they want me to play on the line. I'm like, play on the, play on the fucking line like a lineman, like. Yes, a lineman. Like I'm not a fucking lineman. I don't even know the half about, you know, anything that it takes to be a lineman. But I was like, you know what? Okay, whatever I gotta do, just just I'll do it. Well yeah, I just like I said, I just said, you know what, I'm tired of repeating this cycle. I need to break out of it. What do I have to do? Okay, if I have to, let me be a fucking lineman or whatever. So yeah fast forward through that shit like you know what i'm saying i i made it i did it like and i was alignment and i was fucking over that shit before it even started i was like again like it was good for me that 
because I was good. Let's like say my natural athletic ability kicked in and they showed me what to do, how to do it, how to prepare for it, how to train for it. I was in the weight room. I had earned a starting position on varsity like and I had never played lineman a day in my life, but I did it and I was good at it. But like I say, when I listen to myself, it's like how, you know, I, I just couldn't see myself going far and actually having to play a position that I just had no passion for. And it's like I'm not in the business of like I say I, I do that enough with my family. And it's like this is something that I like to do. And if I'm already doing it for, you know, because that's what they say I should be doing. It's like I ain't want to do it. And that's like I lost love for it almost instantly and i was like eh and it's like i quit before the season even began man because it's like i'm not a lineman i'm not and it's like i probably would have been good enough to get a a probably a scholarship to a smaller school or somewhere like that but it's like again like i would have been having a career and had a scholarship and doing all of this stuff playing a game playing a position that i just don't like and then that and then it's like I probably would have ended up quitting where I had way more to lose. So I'm like, I'm in high school. It is what it is. I tried. And it's, it's, it's good for me because I tried and I succeeded and I went above and beyond my own expectations. I made varsity. I had a starting position. But I was like, eh, this shit ain't for me. So at least I can say I did something and I did that, though, man. But my weight. Now my weight is, uh, it's just all over the place. I don't know what to do. I, like, I'm not a lineman, but now I've packed on all this muscle, and I still got this this big-ass body. I, like, just, uh, it, it's just, like, my weight has just been, like I say, it's been a lifelong struggle. And then, you know, as you as you get older and you learn different things, you also become more aware of how your nutrition has everything to do with your weight and like I say going off to college it was pretty much the same thing but now you start meeting and this was kind of the beginning of the wave of the proud fat kid or the proud fat fat man or whatever like I was meeting dudes who didn't give two fucks about being fat they loved being fat they loved eating they loved having two and three servings and shit like that and i'm like the fuck like i thought you know what i'm saying like i grew up and like just shit how shit was or whatever like i'm just thinking this is like a uh you know a scarlet letter that i have to like i was just born with the curse of you know everything i eat would make me just blow up like a fucking balloon like i just didn't know i didn't understand and then being around people who wore that shit with pride, man, I don't give a fuck, nigga, let's go get some pizza tonight, let's go to fucking CC's, let's go get some Popeye's, like, let's go to McDonald's, and it was just like, damn, so, you know what I'm saying, but it's like, deep down inside of me, this is, this is just me speaking, and it's like, say, nothing against, like, again, I'm all for the body positivity, I'm all for everything like that. But deep down inside of me, it was like, I just, it ain't for me. I hate it being fat. Every single moment that I am overweight or my clothes don't feel comfortable or it's just my face is all fat and puffy. It's just like, I don't, that's not me. That's not me. And it's like, 
I used to dive a little bit deeper and I remember like how and why I actually started to feel that way. And it wasn't just my friends. It was actually, it was actually one of my grannies because like I said, my grandma, like I said, I grew up one around a bunch of women, which is its own issue in itself. No real men around. I say, and the only, and the only one of the only, and one of the rarest men that I was around was my granddad, and I was only around him during the summertime. But all the other times, I'm around women, and I'm. And what comes with women is emotions, and what comes with older women, like my grandmother was, like you're just stuck in your ways, and she comes from an era where she had to be strong, she had to be witty, she, you know, what I'm saying, coming up. You know, an older black woman and going through the segregation and doing all of that, I commend my grandmother and I love my grandma still to this day. And and it's never any ill will about her. But it's like, but some of the shit she used to say to me and the way she treated me and the way she made me feel, the way she made me feel was just fucked up. Because it's just like just like Dealing with any woman, man, you're going to have to deal with their emotions. But dealing with an older woman, and like I said, a woman that's set in her ways and a woman that's kind of quick with her tongue and me being a quiet, reserved, introverted type of person, I took everything she said straight to the heart but didn't know how to rebuttal. I didn't know how to deal with what she was saying to me. And it's like at one moment, she'd be loving up on me, hugging me, you know, you know, she'd be cooking dinner. We'd be outside playing as kids or whatever. And then we'll come inside and then it's like something happens. Like we're eating dinner and I get clowned or I get talked about because I want two dinner rolls instead of one. She's like, mm, oh, you're going to be so fat. Like I just, she used to just ridicule me about everything. And she used to like make me feel like it was wrong to be me like I'm hungry but then what do you start to do to not have her talk about me I would basically be like low-key starving myself like I'm hungry but I'm only eat as much as my tiny little skinny brother like he wants a scoop a scoop of rice used to make him full so I'm like well I'm gonna eat just like him so she won't talk about me and then of course, like I say, psychologically, how that that'll fuck you up, and you start to have a negative emo- a, a negative uh, relationship with food, and so now I'm sitting here damn near starving myself, and then what happens? Now I'm going play, I'm going in the kitchen and sneaking and eating and sneaking and having to feel like, okay, well I have to, it's like dealing with that, and then like I say, she used to call me a trash can. Because she was like, oh, well, whatever your brother don't eat, just give it to him because we'll know he'll we know you'll eat it. And just just the back and forth and just just always making me feel bad, telling me I was going to have a heart attack. I was going to be fat. Just calling me all these. I was like, God damn, like shit, like like she used to lay it on me for real. And then I just. One day, it was just one fucking day. Like, like I say, up and down. Like, I just had issues with my weight, issues with food, and just just never knew what to do, man. But until I think it was, 
after I had graduated from college and I'm working and I think my cousin was starting a uh, CrossFit gym. Him and his, uh, one of his business partners, I think he went to college with him as well. And it was starting a CrossFit gym. And it was just like one of those things, man. And I still like, you know what I'm saying? I put my hand on my heart and thank God that through the weight, you know, I would have my, my weight has throughout my entire life has gone in waves, ups and downs, ups and downs. I lose a lot of weight. I'll gain it back. I'll lose a little bit more. I'll gain a little bit back. It's been a roller coaster, but I've never had any issues. I've never had any health complications. I've never had any problems. Nothing related to, you know, a lot of people out here who had like the hypertension, the blood pressure, the pre-diabetes, the diabetes, just all of those things. Like, thank God I've never had any of those issues. But it was just one of those things. It was just something in the air. It was just something on my mind. And I was just sitting at the house because I was helping my cousin design the logo for his CrossFit gym. And I just said, hey, man, I just emailed him and I said, yo, man, like, I'm really just trying to switch shit up. Like, I'm tired of, you know, the up and down and like, I just need like, you know. I hear CrossFit is a new wave, whoop-de-woo, like, you know, put, you know, can you, like, help me out, give me, like, a little routine or something, just, I'm just trying to switch it up, switch the game up or whatever, and he was like, all right, cool, so he hooked me up with, like, a, like, a six or eight week joint, and this was the first time, because on top of the physical activity, which I have proven to myself time and time again throughout my life is I can do that with no problem like right now I can get up and start training for a marathon and I know I'll be ready for it in a matter of weeks you know I can swim I can jump I can run I can climb I can throw I can you know all of that all of those things come easy to me but it was the nutritional part is what he he opened my mind to. He was like, you will be wasting your time working out if you don't control and change what you put on your plate. So he was the first person who opened my eyes to like your nutrition and that what goes in your body dictates everything. And he had me to start food journaling and really just honestly just paying attention to what I was eating. So that is that was the catalyst and that's what changed and then like i said i went through his program the physical activity everything was was there and then but i started to write down like to you know write down things and what to ease up on what to eliminate what to and it wasn't restrictive at all it was just like yo watch how much rice you eat and potatoes and you know, try not to put too much salt on, you know, just little things like that. You know, if you eat this this time of day, probably only try eating it once, but eat it in the middle of the day. So your energy levels would be OK for when you work out, blah, 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 all that fancy nutritional coaching type shit. Right. So I followed it and I followed it to a T and that was the momentum I needed. That was like I had dropped shit. Funny thing about me and my body, like like you start to learn things about yourself when you really pay attention. You you break yourself out of your little cycle of, you know, you say you get up, you go to work, you might grab something quick and you may do this. You, you know, when you start to eat out of convenience, that to me 
like I said, this is just me, but that to me proved to be the worst thing. Like, don't food is not food was never meant to be. If you if you peel back all the layers and you peel back all these companies and you peel back all everything, like how did the caveman, how did you know man in its primal stage used to eat? And it's like everything is that's so readily available, everything that's so quick and so fast and so man-made and all of this other shit, like all of those things, if you eat them, that convenience comes with a price and it comes with all that bullshit. So it's like I would like, you know, eat differently. And then so now, man, I dropped about eh, how much weight did I fucking drop? I dropped about 50 pounds, like following his program to a T on the physical aspect and really like 180 degree flipping and paying attention to the things that I was eating. Like I was, like I said, I didn't eliminate you no, know, like major carbohydrates. I was still eating rice and still enjoying things. Like I would eat pizza, but like I say, instead of eating my normal little faux, little faux slices or whatever, I would really literally just enjoy one slice. And I would double up and triple up on fruits and vegetables. Pretty much that's it. Eliminating the sugars. And I was juicing like a motherfucker. <laughs> Like, I had fell in love with juicing, man. I was juicing every morning, man. Anything that could be juiced, I juiced it. You know what I'm saying? I fell in love with pears. Fucking love pears, man. Like, Ross and everybody else on the internet, man. Pears is that deal, man. You get you a good pear, you have you a good day. Straight up. You know, the most I used to do for exercise was stand up to count the money. You know what I'm saying? But now, but you might be on your feet for a few hours. But now they, they, you know, they give me fruit to eat. You know, what I'm saying? I forgot what fruit had, you know, tasted like. I eat pears now and shit like that. Shout out to all the pear eaters. Yeah. And then, um, this was uh, after I had finished his program. The last leg of the program was really just um, being on the track. And it was after I think it was a it was a run a lap walk a lap run a lap walk a lap so you can just get to a mile. And I was like, I right, bet. But then of course, like I said, the natural you know competitiveness in me. I was like, well, I wonder if I could just run a mile. And then I was like, okay. So I remember trying to run. I would run. And then running, I had to stop. So it was like I said, I trained myself. And next thing I know, probably a couple of weeks, I was running a mile. One mile turned into two. Two turned into three. And then like when a lot of you guys maybe had met me or we had found each other again on social media and you had just saw like you hadn't seen me in a while or whatever, that's when you were introduced to the runner me. Like I was, I was on it. Like I had falling completely in love with running and I was shit man it was I used to run about five days a week maybe even six because Saturdays was like my extra long days I was like I used to start my morning off running no like on the minimum if I wake up early or if I was really feeling energized like I would run about four miles this is before work I would wake up every morning at 5 30 
run, come back, get my day started, have a healthy breakfast, like some oats or some shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Just and some fruit. And I would go about my day. But I stayed in, uh, I, I had a you know, dope little studio apartment. I didn't really have a kitchen or a stove or whatever like that. And so cooking and having a lot of like foods that were spoiled, I didn't really have. I had a lot of like dry foods and fruits and vegetables and shit like that, though. But I'm running. I'm running my ass off. Like, And then on the weekends, I would run about five to eight miles. It's just on the strength. Like, I just love that shit. And <laughs> uh, I ran and I ran and I ran and I fucking ran and I ran so much that I ran myself to eat. Like I ran my knees straight into the ground, man. <laughs> and I remember it like it was yesterday. It was like it is like it felt like cart like I had ran all that cartilage out of my uh out of my knees, man. It was. It was it, like, I was like, no, nah, man, please don't take this away from me. Like, I love, like, that was like my routine. Like, I would, like, me running in the morning was how I thought it was how, like, like you know, I, it could get my mind clear. It was just more, I used to meditate and talk and pray and just everything like that. I just loved that, like, peacefulness I was able to start my day off with. And it was so helpful. Like it was like I needed those runs at times, like not even for the physical, but for the mental. And it gave me the ability to push through and it, it, it opened up. So me like just me running gave me such a clear mind. I was able to complete things better. And just it was just my personal like my therapy was running, lacing those shoes up in the morning and hitting the road like I used to run the streets. And but. Later on, I had realized and I had figured out after talking to people that with doing all of that running, I clearly I'm still eating healthy, but I wasn't eating damn near enough. I definitely wasn't having enough protein. And that's the reason why. And I wasn't giving myself enough time to recover. So it's like instead of running six days a week, maybe I should only be running two or three. But I was running sick. I would run every single day. And I'm running outside on the concrete, just fucking my knees up. <laughs> and on top of that, I wasn't giving my body enough nutrition. So, you know, by now, you know, like I say, I'm like the smallest I've ever been in my entire life. And I'm feeling the fuck out of myself. You know how they you know how they say about women, man. You get you a dime that know she a dime, man. You can't tell her shit. And when me and I finally like broke the mold and kind of like I see the fat boy in the mirror, but I can kind of see my present self. You start to feel yourself. And I was feeling like Mr. Unfuckwittable straight up. Like it wasn't nothing that I couldn't do. It wasn't nobody that I wanted that I couldn't get. It was just, you know what I'm saying? It was, I was, I was at prime, I was at prime thought era, like everything like that's, that's another story for another time, man. But just anything I wanted, I, I, it's like, I could get it. I had the golden touch and I was like, who is this nigga? Like, who am I? I, I start to couldn't recognize myself. Like, I'm 
it was it was some strange shit like i had like like i say coming from the fat kid who used to shop in the husky section at jc penny's but when you can go into a store where all of their clothes are like slim form-fitting clothes like an urban outfitters or even like an express and i went in there or like h&m or something like that and i went into the store and I was just like, say it was a random Saturday and I went into the store and I go to the rack. You know, usually I'm so used to reaching at the back of the rack like, oh, man, I hope they got an XL. I hope they got a 2XL. And I'm in the front of the rack and I'm picking up a large. So I pick up a large T-shirt. I pick up a large button up shirt and I pick up a large like dress shirt, like a form fitting that you got to tuck in. Like just to make sure. And I go, I go to the dressing room. I'm like, I'm nervous. Like I'm still looking around. Like now again, like I say, again, you can't shake that feeling of the fat kid. You can't shake that. Like I feel like everybody's looking at me crazy. Like, why this big ass nigga in here with, with them little ass clothes or whatever? You know what I'm saying? But in the back of my mind, so I'm walking to the dressing room, nervous. I'm like, I'm like, are they laughing about me? Or they think, you know, whatever. So I get in there. And I undress. I take my, you know, and I, and I and I take the shirt, and I'm hesitant, and I'm like, Shh, all right, what the fuck am I doing, man? And then I put the shirt on. It's a large. I say, Mister Husky, Mister Two and Three X in high school, Mister Three X, Two X in college, and right now in this Urban Outfitter, I'm putting on a fucking large T-shirt. And I put it on and I slide it over my head and I feel fucking amazing. Like I thought, like I thought I caught the Holy Ghost. Like, you know what I'm saying? I thought somebody heard me and I was like, I'm just in that bitch like, oh shit, what the fuck? Like, yeah, like it fits and it fit and it looked good on me. Like I couldn't fucking believe it. Like that was like the most, it's like how you feel like you've arrived. Like like you know what i'm saying like all these years of just hating myself and all of these years of just feeling like i'm just the ugliest fattest motherfucker on the planet like nobody loves me nobody fucks with me it's like all of those feelings just kind of like disappeared in that moment and i was like i can fit this shirt like what the fuck so i take off that shirt and i'm, I'm happy as shit to put on the second shirt I'm buttoning it up. It was a little flannel. And it's like, this is the flannel. Like I said, if you right now, you can go to my Facebook page. You can go to my, uh, probably on some old, or I deleted all them old Instagram pictures or whatever. But if you go on Facebook and you kind of search around, if you see me in a blue checkered flannel shirt and a red checkered flannel shirt, those are the two shirts that I got from Urban Outfitters that day that fit. And I fell in love with them instantly, and I still got them to this day, and they still fit. <laughs> but I put the shirt on, man, and I was like, "Damn!" And, I, and then I put the dress shirt on because you know the dress shirt—if you tuck your dress shirt in, you got to tuck it in for it to look good. And, and I was like, "Yo, this—that feel—I can't explain that feeling. Like that feeling felt so fucking good, man." And like I said, I loved it so much. I, I, I didn't buy the t-shirt. I didn't buy the dress shirt. But that, that was a flannel button-up shirt. I loved it so much. I bought it in red and I bought it in blue. Still got them shirts to this day. And just 
just the culmination of feelings and just everything that that I, that I went through, just how I've been feeling, and just I mean, it's kind of dope, and it's and you know, and I, I, I and like again, I know how kids these days may go through different things and different struggles, and like I say, you can be fat nowadays, and you got all these women who say they love them a big man, they love they fat daddies and all this other shit. And I mean, that's cool. Like, hey man, more power to you. You feel me? Like, but for me. Like, I'm staying in the gym. For me, I'm more health conscious about the things that I put inside my mouth. For me, you know, weight loss and just your weight and your body is always going to be a journey. It it should never have a destination. You should never just say, okay, I just want to lose 20 pounds. Because if you really stick to your guns, you can lose those 20 pounds in a matter of weeks. You know what I'm saying? A matter of months. But once you get there, don't fall off the wagon. Set a new goal for yourself. Continue to change. And then and that's the path that I've been on since then. So I've packed on a little bit more weight. And that's because I chose to because I understand, like I say, my body. And I love I say you start to develop. You start to love yourself for you. So the self love was created. But that's like I had to go on that journey. I I went and I did all of that and I can see myself and I can choose it like, man, it's, it's, it's hot. And, you know, it's kind of weird too. It's like everybody wants to be summer ready and all this other stuff is like me. I prep myself for the fall. Like I prep myself for, you know, winter time and, you know, it's, it's, it's weird. Like I'm not, I want to, you know, walk across the beach, be beach body ready and all that shit. But it's like, so is half of the population you know everybody want to flex on the beach and i'm like y'all can have that shit like i go hard body when it get cold when everybody uh is you know like people who are into bodybuilding they use the winter months as like their uh gain time like they gain the weight on purpose to build muscle and to do all this other stuff and they eat more or whatever and they and they start their cutting is it cutting and whatever the fucking terms are and they cut and they do all of this stuff to lead up to the to the summer like but for me i go and i work out and i go hard and i get dedicated and i really switch things up and and set new you know eating goals and physical goals in the winter time because that tests your want for that texture that tests your endurance that test how bad you want something when you're working out when it's cold you're working out when it's raining you're working out when it gets dark at five o'clock like that's when the dedication kicks in like that's what i like to do i like to go against the grain that's just what i like to do but it has been a journey like it's been the chronicles of the fat kid my entire life and just finally getting to a space where i do love myself i do appreciate myself i love my body and i love everything about it and you know and it's still little insecurities you want this to look better you don't want this to be here i don't want to be you know you look at a number on a scale but you you know don't let that freak you out and just take every day for what it is man so you know get up get out get active you know slide away from the table do something you like. You like to dance. You like to walk. You know, just, you know, healthy lifestyle all starts 
inside of you starts in your head. Secondly, it starts with your plate. And then just to fill in those gaps, get active. That's it. Oh, yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Damn. Hold up. Before I go, I, I knew I had to say something else. Um. Yeah, I still have that shirt. And that shirt is still my favorite shirt. And um, for y'all who really was deep into the story, I think during that peak and that first weight loss journey, I had dropped about 88, 88, it was about 88 or 90 pounds when I was at my lowest. And uh, what else? Yeah, man. So if you really feeling some type of way and you want to get up, get out and drop some weight, man, just do it. Just literally just get up today. Go walk on a treadmill, walk around your neighborhood, you know, go to your gym, get in your car. And once you in your car, you got to go. Just go ahead and do that shit for real. It's really that simple. And if you don't listen to nobody else, listen to me. Cardio and cardio only is not the answer. Ladies, don't think getting on the treadmill only or getting on the elliptical machine or riding a bike every day and running yourself skinny works because it doesn't you will do more damage than good you got to eat right first and then you fill in the gaps with the uh, physical activity pick up some little little weights do some zumba um take some pole dancing classes you know what i'm saying those are hella popular i like those um <laughs> But just uh, get up, get out, and get active, man. You know what I'm saying? If I can do it, man, anybody can do this shit. Straight up. love pears most underrated fucking fruit out there people talking apples people talking oranges bitch a pear that thing will jump in your mouth and fucking sunbathe on your tongue dude pear juice is so good it runs out the side of your fucking face that's that uncontrollable flow if you got a good hit of pear boy you leave a couple slices of pear out there outside in the morning you find a couple beautiful babies out there couple young you know legally aged shorties out there lurking because they know you got them tasty fruits papa papi oh papi i got them frutas pears in spanish what is it oh it's peras nosotros necesitamos mas peras put that stuff out in the yard boy you show up everything you love is in the fucking front yard everybody like a pear and if you don't like a pair, guess what? Knock, knock. Who's there? Nobody. Because you don't have any friends. Everybody likes pairs.